Radio KAL. This is our 12th show, a year worth of shows, and the final one for 2005. I'm your host, Steve Eunice, and I'm joined by my trusty sidekick, Neil Bailey. Welcome, Neil. Hey, Steve. Hey, wait a sec. Why am I the sidekick? Well, anyway, I can't think of a better guy to ally with, so why not? Okay, equal partners. that better? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can live with the sidekick, though, provided it's Superboy and not Robin or Batgirl. I mean, I don't want a crowbar to the back of the head from a certain competing website. Competition? Us? Never. <laughs> okay, before we turn off all three of our listening audience, what's at the top of your discussion list this show? Well, I wanted to get your impression on the whole low-believing affair, how it sat with you, and maybe just give a fond farewell to the guy who's been a real fan favorite since he worked on Superman on the main book for, God, almost six years ago now? I prefer to think he's taking a well-earned break. I'm sure Jeff will be back sooner or later to write something for the world of Superman. But yeah, I'll definitely miss the guy. He's such a mainstay in the world of Superman, I mean, whether it be in the comics or working on the TV show Smallville. But it sounds like he's had a rough year in his personal life, so a change is as good as a holiday. Don't be a stranger, Jeff. Agreed. One of the first and best things that happened to me at this site was actually having a disagreement with Jeff on a storyline, and instead of reacting as other professionals have and sniping at me for disagreeing with their story, he discussed it with me and made me feel welcome, and we had a good report for the time that he was kindly enough to talk with me over the last few years. I wish him nothing but the best. I've gotten some emails. The, the fans have been hot and cold about his departure. A lot of people being angry about Supergirl, saying that they're mad he didn't see it through or that she just had guest appearances. But the way I see it, he gave us so much over the years, uh, all the way back to Challengers and for all seasons. And 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 if you don't have, if all you have to complain about is a few issues of Supergirl, which I've been loving, though admittedly less in that character kind of way, then that's damn good for any writer. Period. The rest of the emails are, are all people ready to jump off a building because he's leaving Superman, Batman. I admit it'll be grossly missed there. That's I mean that's one of the best titles that he's put out, and and from Smallville too, for that matter. I mean people are missing him there, but um, hopefully when his contract at, at Marvel is up, he'll uh, he'll hop back to DC. You better make that offer, DC. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Best of luck, Jeff. And talking about him leaving Supergirl, in my opinion, there's no better person to take over the spot being vacated by Jeff Loeb. Then Greg Rucker. People accuse me of bias with Greg. Good. I am biased towards good stories. I mean, they flip me crap because they say that I met Rucker, so I'm being overly kind to him, but you know what? Get over it. I know a number of artists in person, and I'm quite hard at, uh, uh, on them and their writing, they'll attest, I'm sure. I mean, there are people, I'm not going to name names, but people that I've met that, that, that I just go on to bash their stories. It, it's honestly how the impression sits, and, and I know that most writers, at least, can draw a distinction between someone leveling a criticism at their work and someone knowing them personally. And that's one of the things that you learn over the years being a reviewer. And that's one of the things that, 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 that is actually kind of a stepping stone for me. And quite frankly, in DC, I, I see about five major, major movers and shakers right now. I see Judd Winnick, you got Jeff Johns, you got Greg Rucka, Grant Morrison, and Jeff Loeb. Jo- Loeb's leaving, but they're, they're, they're the backbone, a lot of people seem to be thinking. And all have earned their places through pretty steady talent, good stories, and cultivating continuity, a lot of them. Um, well, maybe not Morrison. But the point being, Ruck is the go-to character man with Johns, and Winnick is feeling, filling Loeb's gap for showmanship, and you got Morrison, who draws more iconic takes on, take on things. So they're all they're all kind of the backbone of DC. Rucka, if you read his books, he he knows strong female characters, and um, he, he those people with complaints about the book right now will I'm I'm sure 
be more than pleased with his work on Supergirl. I, if you want examples, you, you can go and check out Queen and Country. That's a good line. Critical Space, the book, or even Wonder Woman. If you want a preview of what he can do with a female character, or heck, even the new Perfect Dark novel, um, which I've been getting into. And from all accounts, Rucker is really planning on fleshing out the character of Kara Zor-El. I'm really looking forward to it. Although I'm a bit disappointed that we'll be losing him on the Superman books. Heck, that we're losing a whole Superman book. Yeah, yeah, I, I reported on that wrong the first time. I said that Adventures was being cancelled, and actually it's Superman being cancelled, but they're retiring or retitling Adventures, which used to be Superman, and bringing back the original numbering. Like what they did with Amazing Spider-Man without changing the number. Point being, like you said, we're losing another incontinuity book. Why? 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 You know, a million people would line up and kill for the privilege to write and buy another Superman title, myself included. It's Superman! Well, let me explain this a little better. In 1986-87, when John Byrne revamped the Superman books, they brought in a new title called Adventures of Superman and allowed it to continue the numbering of the title known as just Superman, which had been going since 1939. They restarted the Superman title with a new number one issue, so really, the Superman book is getting back its original numbering when Adventures of Superman is cancelled. Right. But yeah, it's sad to lose a regular Superman book. Although we're not really lacking in Superman publications at the moment, are we? No, we still have four with the Ultimate Super, uh, All-Star Superman. What gets me is that uh, two of the four are kind of out of continuity, as if we weren't far enough from the core story as uh, uh, the weekly Superman that we used to have. I really regret that, and I hope that they do more to solidify that, to uh, to bring it back to the old feeling. Not, not, not the old kind of stories, but more just like a constant Superman in a flowing narrative, which is now segmented by book quite a bit. Sure, Superman-Batman takes place in continuity, but it's not as Superman-focal, and so far it's been less of a continuity book, more of an event book. Which brings up the issue of continuity as a whole. Yes, indeed. Birthright. <coughs> we have news, folks. Indeed we do. Many were confused by the facts that were presented in Superman's Secret Files and Origins 2005, which attempted to blend both the John Byrne Man of Steel origin and the Mark Wade Superman Birthright origin, leaving us with one huge mess. We contacted current Superman editor Eddie Baganza about this schmuzzle, and he told us to hold out till February's Infinite Crisis Secret Files and Origins comic book, where things will be explained in continuity definitively. Well, we live in hope. And hey, granted, that's been said in the past, as in, we'll explain it soon, or we'll explain it eventually, or we'll retcon and forget it. Uh, this is the first time we've been able to get from an official source, it will be explained now. Now, leave us alone or we unleash Morrison. Personally, as I've said for years now, and it has been years, that's why everybody's griping so much, I don't mind retcons, I don't mind new origins, everyone has good and bad elements, and I believe it fuels creativity, but it has to be made feasible in terms of the story. Even, well, Superman farted and the world blew up, so now Brainiac's restarted time, and here you go, you palookas. So says Mixie. But just to drop Birthright down and say, hey, what is it? That's it. You want a cookie? That, I think that a lot of it is not that people hate a new origin. I think that it's taken over two years to be put in coherent sense, and we're worried that they're not going to. Yeah, Birthright was a pretty good story. It just messed up a whole 20 years of established continuity without trying to make it work. 
My worst fear is that because, as he said, it's going to be fixed in a secret files, they'll just do what they did to Papa Luthor and make a lot of weird excuses that don't change the open contradiction, like the inability of Doomsday to exist without Krypton knowing it has neighbors, so he got on that transport ship and got out of there, like they say in Hunter Prey. That was the biggest disappointment of the Superman secret files for me. Luthor's dad, Lionel, in quotes, being an actor and saying that Superman designed his shield with his homeworld in mind, which openly contradicts what's been established without any real reason, anyway. Yeah, Birthright just sticks out like Brandon Routh's... Nope, that's not going to work as a segue, is it? Oh, you already went there, Steve. His package! I tell you, I was fuming and laughing at the same time when I realized, hey, they won't interview you about the trailer, they didn't interview about the casting, but they called you up and had you do an interview uh, about, what was it again? His bulge. That's right. I mean, I don't think I could have done it without getting the FCC down on me. Does Australia have anything like the FCC? Yeah, but the radio interview I did was uh, pretty well handled. Uh, But this is such a nonsense story to begin with. I mean... Let me state from the outset that this story about Brandon's bulge being too big for the Superman costume and needing to be digitally altered for the screen is totally false, untrue, and a load of rubbish. Uh, The British newspaper, The Sun, just made up the story as far as I can tell. I know it's untrue because I spoke personally with the costume designer. So let's talk about it no more. I don't think Brandon's girlfriend would appreciate all this talk, do you, Neil? Nope. Well... Actually, I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. She No, no, I mean, no. See? See why I'd get in trouble? But, yeah. I would think, coarse as it may sound, that it might be more of a draw than a detriment. I know why I went to see Tomb Raider, and it wasn't the well-thought-out time travel or the awesome CG tone stone tiki's awesome said in cynicism. I was be- expecting you to say, what? He has a girlfriend. Oh, I knew that. I mean, sadly enough, I've been getting a bunch of people asking me whether or not he's the kind of guy who would have a girlfriend or not, as if that would have any bearing on who he was or what he could do as an actor. So I looked it up right quick and found out. I think you told me, and I I saw a few competing sources to verify. Well, according to something she posted at imdb.com, Ashley Hartman, an actress, model, and singer, says that she and Brandon are an item. Well, there's that, and there's the fact that we have Brandon's statements about it, which is enough for me. Personally, I don't care. I don't really think it's that big a deal. Well, I guess that's settled then. Shall we move on to the rest of the show? Sure. Two more quickies. First off, who's your guess as to who will die in Smallville in the 100th episode? I have no insider info, so it's just a shot in the dark. Jonathan or Chloe? I'm leaning towards Jonathan, though. Good calls. That's a logical choice. My choice is pretty strange. I'm guessing Lana... For two reasons. One, Clark seems sad at the funeral scene. (laughs) Really sad. And two, he drops black, kind of brown hair in front of the angel statue in that preview, which was a big symbolic image for he and Lana early on in the show when she was talking to her parents, which a lot of people decried a lot. Is that insane? Maybe, but they've taken big liberties on the show. Who do I want to die? Jonathan. I think it makes sense. It's shocking and it's serving the precedent. And it's sad, but it's also a good opportunity for more stories. And the other quickie topic you mentioned? Uh, the, the Superman documentary. I just wanted to ask your take on it because it looks like it'll be a big deal. There was already the documentary released this year, which was pretty awesome. That Superman documentary. I forget, and and, and uh, imagine if you took that with a Hollywood budget shot into that concept to premiere with the movie. Yeah, from what I hear, it will be big. Look for Metropolis, Illinois to feature in it heavily. 
Beyond that, I don't know. It'll be fantastic, though, to have a feature-length documentary on the history of Superman. I can't wait. Me either. Well, that's it. I'm tapped. All out of topics. Okay, on with the rest of the show. A supersized episode of Superman The Last Son of Krypton audio drama this month. And here's the teaser trailer to whet your appetite. A plot uncovered. It was research and results from some medical experiments they've been doing. What kind of experiments? Cloning. A goal realized. As you said, I have given you many gifts. I think it's time for you to reciprocate. Yes, I know. Why do you think I'm here? Then make it happen. Now. A legion attacks. What's the status of the clones? All are functional and still alive. Where are they now? Downtown Metropolis. Chaos reigns. One of the bizarro supermen has just been knocked into our helicopter. Oh my god, we're dropping out of the sky. Great, wow, he's so strong. <sighs> and dramatic measures must be taken. I haven't seen Superman looking that bad since... since Doomsday killed him. It looks as if Superman is losing this fight. I can't hold back any longer. Innocents are in danger. It's all-out war in the special one-year anniversary, double-sized issue 12 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, coming December 21st, 2005. Only at supermanhomepage.com Pretty neat. Me am not bizarro in this one. It am terrible. Me am not one too. Or either. Or whatever. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman. And that's you. Time for the super secret soundbite competition. Last month we had 19 people correctly identify the sound as coming from Smallville Season 4 Episode 6 Transference. Those 19 people were Jason Edinger, Christine Gretsch, Steve Holmes, Bill Onyango, Zach Shapiro, Kevin James, Barry Walsh, Sabino Camacho, Tom Jane, Peter Pham, Patty, Jeremy Smith, Philip McSellan, Stephen G, Sam J. Rizzo, Sean Hemmings, Nelda Mormon, Luke Barnard, and Paul Andrews. Only 19 people? Come on, that's... Wow, 19 people. Okay, a lot. Congrats. And here's the sound for this show. There's a darkness in me that I can't always control. So if you think you know what episode of Smallville that sound comes from, use the super secret soundbite competition entry form found at the Radio KAL webpage and send your entry in. Each person who correctly guesses which episode that sound comes from will have their name read out in our next Radio KAL show. Neil, did you have any luck with the brain teaser, the Brainiac brain teaser from last month? Nah, too tough for me. But then, I think if I just applied myself more, at least that's what my mother said before I dropped out of college the week before I would have graduated. Well, you'll recall that Winslow Shot had called Inspector Henderson over to his place, worried that he'd accidentally killed someone sneaking around his house when the electricity went out. Henderson didn't believe Shot's story, and here's why. Winslow Shot said the power was cut off two days ago. He could not have pulled a tray of ice from the fridge during his interview with Henderson. 
Sometimes the simplest explanation, Occam's razor, or Occam's toy in this case, maybe his refrigerator. I overthought. Well, see if you fare any better with this one. Jonathan Kent was cleaning out his old barn. He was dragging things out into the yard and filling containers with useless items he had collected over the years. At one point he rolled an old barrel which weighed 20 kilograms out of the barn. Jonathan put something in the barrel and when, we, when he was finished it weighed less. What did Jonathan put in the barrel? I'll reveal the answer next show. Clerk's brain on Smallville? <clears throat> Sorry, don't want to give it away. Like that's going to happen. <laughs> Why don't you redeem yourself and introduce this show's Superman song? Looks to be the song Superman by Sister Hazel. Now, Sister Hazel sounds like an 80s hair band. Tell me this isn't an 80s hair band with Dee Snyder in it. Oh, this one's from 1997. Okay, let's hear it.
well, that's the show, our 12th show, and the last one for 2005. From everyone at the Superman homepage, I'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Super New Year. Likewise, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, and remember the key to true salvation is Nog. Nog! Come, son of man! Kneel before Nog! Sounds like you've had a few too many glasses already. Noggy. Thanks for all your help throughout the year, Neil. I look forward to more episodes of Radio KAL throughout 2006. Likewise. It isn't cow without you, Steve. You keep me sane, my man. This is a blast. Later, everybody. No nogging and driving, and you stay classy, Popo Gijo. You've been listening to Radio KAL at supermanhomepage.com. Thank <laughs> you.